Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Scott McGinnis, founder and director of Inspiring Change, an employee engagement firm based in Ireland. Scott, how are you? It's good to see you. Oh, good. Thank you, Jeremy. The sun is shining here. It was hailstoning yesterday, so I'm having I'm having a better day today. It's, it's beautiful here today. Excellent. I hope you didn't get any car damage from the hail. No, thankfully it wasn't that big. It wasn't that. Although I was in when I was in Sydney a few years back, we had hail that was uh, the size of golf balls, and um, and cars were pulling off the road under awnings of shops to 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 get out of being destroyed. It was insane. Yeah, that sounds biblical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So tell us about your company, about Inspiring Change. So I am based in Dublin, Ireland, uh, as opposed to Dublin, Ohio. Um, (laughs) Inspiring Change is a Dublin-based internal comms and engagement consultancy. And we are, I suppose the, the long and short of it is that we are about connecting people. We are about helping organizations to connect their people to their strategies, to their change programs, to their purpose, helping to connect leaders to their teams, and helping to collect their, connect their people to each other. And all of that through a really strong and niche focus on internal communications, engagement, and leadership, because they're the things that we believe are, are the ingredients for amazing culture. Excellent. Well, and that's exactly the kind of stuff we talk about on this podcast. So let's get into mm. it. Now... According to the most recent Gallup poll, around 51% of employees are not engaged at work, meaning they're not particularly attached to the company they work for. They're ready to leave as soon as they can find a better position. Uh, So what's driving that? Why are so many employees not engaged? So I think that back in 2009, uh, Simon Sinek, um, who, who some of your listeners may have heard of, um, gave us a bit of a gift when he talked about that golden circle and he talked about why, because it was only then that we realized that actually the why of an organization is really what matters, is what gets us out of bed in the morning. And that's a big thing that I don't think organizations have still really cottoned onto yet. They still don't quite get the power of the why. And when when you put into the picture the impact that you're having on people outside of yourself and outside of your organization, that's what makes a real difference. So they're missing a real trick. They're still not purpose-led. And being purpose-led for me is absolutely key when it comes to engagement. They're still not very good around the same time as, as Simon Sinek released his book. Uh, there was a piece of work done, which is still very, very relevant today and worth having a look at. If you go to uh, engageforsuccess.org, I think it's .org. Um, we can look it up, I guess, and stick it in the show notes. Um, but they identified four things that need to be in place for, for really strong employee engagement. One is a strong company narrative. So what's your story? That, that involves your purpose, your why. Um, having really engaging leaders, having employee voice and acting with integrity. And it's those four things that organizations still don't do really well. And it's funny because when you look at it, at the very heart of it, it's so basic. Integrity, mm. do what you say you'll do. Listen to your people, have a good story and bring them on that journey and have leaders who care. And, you know, for me, in, in a lot of organizations, those things aren't in place. Or if they are, mm. they're maybe in place as lip service. And that's nearly worse. You know, we say we're in, we, we say we, we talk about employee engagement with our, with our employees and then you do nothing to actually show what that means, that makes the whole situation much, much worse. So like you said, this seems in some ways just like common sense. So why is it that so many companies have such a hard time with this? 
I don't know. It's a question, to be honest with you, Jeremy, that I've asked myself and I've actually asked guests on my own podcast. And I still, I, mean, I, I just wonder, are our organizations still too fixated on shareholder value, on making money, on that old adage, which has been around for years now of, well, you know, we put the customer first and everyone thinks that's a really, really good thing. Well, if you put your customer first at the expense of your employees, then are your customers going to get the very, very best service and the very best products they can? And of course, the answer is no, of course they're not, because you've got a load of employees who are just pissed off, don't want to be there. 51% of them would be happy to leave tomorrow if you gave them an extra tenner in their pay packet. So, you know, that whole idea of refocusing, not just on shareholder value, but perhaps more broadly on stakeholder value, employees being very chief among those stakeholder groups, that could make all the difference. And why organizations are not doing that? I just scratch my head. I'm like, I just don't get it. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's bizarre. And that's why you're in business, of course, to help organizations get it and and, and actually achieve it. So let's talk about yeah. how you do that more specifically. So now on your website, it says that um, you help uh, you you help companies com- communicate with their connect with their employees in a way that's and I'm quoting here directly from the website in a way that's clear, inspiring, and authentic to drive sustainable mm-hmm. change in business performance. And I want to zero in on that word authentic. So what do you mean mm-hmm. by authentic and what's a good example of that? So for me, being authentic is being real. It sits very closely to integrity, to doing what you say you'll do. It's about no BS. It's about people feeling connected to an organization in many ways that's real that's real to them in a way that they can feel. And that's kind of an an important word because feeling is not something that in business we're very good at. We don't like feelings. Mm. Feelings are very hard to box up. Um, We like thinking. Thinking's easier. Thinking's left brain. Thinking's rational. Feeling is emotions. And we don't, mm, still a little bit uncomfortable with that, to be perfectly honest. And that's kind of why, for me anyway, purpose is key. If you want to create a really authentic link between an organization and its employees, purpose, uh, sorry, authenticity and purpose are absolutely key. And I think back to um, actually a podcast episode that I've got going out next week with a chap who is the chief commercial officer in an organization called Novocure, uh, and they are in the, the space of, of cancer tech. So when you talk about an authentic link to an organization, when you talk about a purpose-led organization, all he has to do is roll his staff in front of some of his patients, some of the patients, some of the people they've helped in their organization, some of the nurses, some of the doctors to say, my God, this, you know, gave this person another five years to be able to go to their, to be able to go to their kid's wedding. That wouldn't have been possible five years ago. And it's that for me that can make all the difference, all the difference in the world. But I want to push back on that a little bit because that's certainly a powerful image, right? Um, Hmm. But in 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 a lot of companies, I think I can speak from personal experience. It's easy to lose sight of that in the day to day, you know, drudgery of the, just the work you're doing, and so it, it it really is a matter of the leader not just you know rolling out the patient or whatever once, but having to communicate that purpose and mission and vision constantly. So, what what are some examples? Like, what what does that look like? Uh, you know, in your experience, an example of a leader who's really good at reinforcing that sense of mission and connection, the sense that everybody at the company, everything you're doing really matters. Yeah. 
And it's a, it's a great question. And for me, leaders are, they're, they're the jam in the sandwich. They are the people in organizations that can connect their organizational strategy and purpose to their teams in a way that nobody else can. If you work in an organization with a thousand employees, there's no way that CEO can can connect with with the people across the organization. So it's down to the leaders who might have maybe five, six, 10, 15 people that they're leading directly. And so so how can they how can they bring those people on that journey? And it's about the ability to storytell is something that we talk about often. It's about the ability to uh, empathize with their with the people on their team, to be able to put yourself in their shoes, see things from their perspective, and also to be able to use example. You know, to be able to say to people, well, if we work in, um, you know, it's interesting. I used to work in a bank a few years back, and if there was if there was ever a place where you needed to have purpose, it was there because effectively, mm-hmm. you know, we're there to to make money, right? And I used to always say to people you need to think about the end customer. You need to think about the impact you're having on that person. And they would say to me, because they might work in legal, they would say, well, my customer's internal. And I would say to them, no, 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 no. No customer is internal. You might work with somebody else internally to serve the customer, but actually there is only one customer. There's not two customers. There's not an internal customer and an external customer. There's one customer. They're external. They're the one we're dealing with. And you need to work with them because if you drop the ball that customer doesn't get what they need. And maybe if you drop the ball, that person ends up losing the house they were buying. Or maybe their business goes under because you weren't able to get the finance to them in time. Or maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. And being able to being able to articulate those stories to people in a way that brings them on the journey is, is a key role of leaders. And I say that with... I say that in a way that brings a lot of weight because I know that we end up piling so much pressure on people leaders nowadays and we still they still have a day job we still expect them to do the day job do the do and then to do this leadership thing as well where for me in 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 a best case very pollyanna-esque world that leadership job would be the day job helping their people Mm. to really knock down walls and do amazing things for each other and for customers yeah it seems like it's the rare leader that can do that consistently he's certainly easier said than done Definitely. Oh, it, it categorically is, you know, and, and, and organizations often hate people like me uh, because they're like, oh, Jesus, not the storytelling thing again. But it is so fundamentally important. And you do, and you know when you've got a good one. You really do feel when you've got a really good leader who's really connected to the organization, who's really connected to their team, who can really bring them on that journey. You, you feel that. It's visceral. Um, and it's yeah. not just about a transactional relationship. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about podcasting. You mentioned you have a podcast. It's called Building Better Cultures. So say a few words about what the podcast is about and what you like about podcasting as a channel, as a medium. So it's really interesting. When I come back to my own personal purpose, I spent a lot of time thinking about this and um, I got to my personal purpose is about connecting people. And I, that's something that I get huge energy from doing. Uh, this conversation, for example, for me is is really energizing, and you know that then that then cascades down into inspiring changes overall purpose, and then a natural extension of that for me was the podcast because that's exactly what that is. That's me connecting with another individual and then connecting them with thousands of other people 
a month. And the whole premise of the podcast was very much about focusing on those areas of internal communications, engagement and leadership and how they all combine to make great cultures and to speak to people, whether they be subject matter experts, whether they be senior leaders in organizations. Um, we've had, I've had an Irish senator on there who since passed away. I've had the CEO of Special Olympics on there, Mary Davis. So a whole rake of different people from different backgrounds. And my, my challenge to them is always this, give me something really practical that listeners can take away and put into place right now, tomorrow. And something that they can go away and they can say, well, I listened to this podcast. It was great. I got a couple of really insightful tidbits that I can take away and use tomorrow. And I just love the conversations. And actually what I have to end up being really cognizant of is that they don't go on because we end up having these conversations that are kind of 45 minutes and you're kind of going, we need to wrap it up now, but I really don't want to because there's such good stuff in here. Um, but I guess that part of the challenge is getting to the, getting to the good stuff um, near the beginning. But uh, no, it's, it's something I really enjoy. Yeah, you know, you use the word conversation a couple of times. I feel exactly the same way. And, you know, by the way, I, I'm enjoying this conversation very much, too. And you use the word energizing. I couldn't agree more. I think there's something very engaging, very energizing about having a real conversation with people. Human beings, we are social creatures. We, it comes very naturally to us. And there's something about a conversation, an exchange of ideas, and an exchange of thoughts that really can be very powerful. And it leads to my next question, that what are your thoughts on podcasting as a tool for companies, as an internal communications tool to help them achieve what we were talking about before, engaging employees, storytelling, having conversations with employees? I think it's going to be one of the next big things when it comes to to channels and communication channels in organizations. I it, It's kind of early days yet. I think there were something like 200 million episodes of podcasts out there uh, in the world like these, way fewer than that internally. And I think that as we move, when you, when you think about where we're going at the moment, we've, we've been at home now for the best part of 14 months and with, with the pandemic. And what we've realized is, my God, I've missed those conversations. I've mm. missed having the laugh. I've missed listening to Jeremy's voice in the canteen. And the ability, you know, we love, we're very auditory human beings. We like to listen to things. And the ability then, rather than reading a two-page edict from the CEO on what this quarter's strategy is going to be or what last quarter's results were, let's get the CEO on a mic and let's get them, you know, let's get him or her speaking that, telling a couple of stories, telling a couple of anecdotes, saying, thank you so much. I am so grateful to everybody for all the work you've done in these really, really difficult circumstances. How much more powerful is that in the spoken word than in the written word? Many, many times, I suspect. And yeah, so I think that there's, there's an opportunity there for that top down, but also from, from an employee engagement perspective, when you think about one of those four cornerstones of engagement being employee voice, what better way? We, you know, we immediately go to surveys and we immediately go to Q&As and we immediately go to my boss, you know, being asked a question of me. But what about podcasting? What about actually being able to go out and say to people, tell us your story? We'd love to hear that. I've got a couple of clients here that we we did video for them. And of course, pre-pandemic, we'd have probably sent a crew or got them into a studio or done something that looked all very beautifully polished and everything else. And actually, what it looks like now is eight or 10 people having filmed two minutes on their phone. 
some with headphones, some with iPhone pop-ins, some with AirPods, some just speaking into their phone. And you end up with this hodgepodge of, of different, different sound quality and picture quality and everything else. But what is it? It's really authentic. It's really real. And it really makes people look at that and go, wow, that could be me. Maybe I'll do an internal podcast as well. So I do think that you have to, as an organization, you have to guard against um, people saying things that maybe aren't in line with your values or maybe aren't in line with your purpose or maybe slander or stuff that might get them sued. But, you know, the one thing I've learned over 25 years of working in comms is that generally people are adults and they're generally pretty decent people. And when we write policies, we tend to write policy for, for the 5% who don't rather than the 95% who do. And, you know, some guidelines, be sensible. Don't say swear words. Don't slander anybody. Don't slag off the boss. You know, that kind of thing is, is, is probably not a bad thing to have just to give people a bit of an outline of what you expect of them and what they can, can expect of you when it comes to podcasting, but definitely a huge growth area, I think. Yeah, some pretty, pretty easy guidelines to follow. So, Scott, you mentioned that on your podcast, you always ask for an actionable takeaway. So I'm going to do the same to you. So, Oh, my God. So <laughs> you prepped me. Putting you on the hot seat. <laughs> on the hot seat. So, um, so, so, what's something? What's something our listeners can start doing right now today to uh, to have better engagement with their employees? So, lots of people will say to you things like, "Wow, have a really strong corporate narrative, and go out and write a story, and you know, make sure your strategy is written in good English, and all of these great things." Right? From my perspective, what could you do right now is listen to people. Mm-hmm. You could listen to something you could do today, right this second, is ring somebody up and say to them, how was your week? How'd you get on? What got in your way? How can I stop those things getting in your way next week? And listen to what they tell you. And then maybe act on one or two of those things and make sure that you play back. The reason that I'm doing this is because you said you had a problem with X and I've gone out and I've done Y to, to hopefully fix that for you for next week. That is gold dust. And that costs you absolutely nothing other than the time for a phone call. Uh, you don't even need somebody like me to be able to do that. Uh, you can go out and do that yourself right now. Well, Scott, thank you so much for a great conversation. Thank you, Jeremy. I've really enjoyed it. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.